Hey y'all, welcome to the Knollcast. This is your Florida State against Virginia preview. 7.30 p.m. game on Saturday. Hope everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, been waiting to do these just because, you know, last week it was kind of a waste with the whole COVID thing. And this week we'll see if, if this game gets played with all these games out there getting canceled. It seems like this season is just uh, kind of running on fumes in, in some regards nationally and a little bit for the Seminoles. Uh, it's going to be a, a fairly quick preview. It's, it's just me solo due to the holidays. I uh, want to thank Louisiana Hot Sauce, Legendary Home Loans, 844-FSU-LOAN, Congruity. Congruity is your business optimized, and Madison Social. If you're in town, please go visit fine folks at Madison Social. Do an awesome job along with Township. So, uh, yeah, I hope this game gets played. I mean, it, it just at this point, you're, you're kind of you're kind of flipping coins, um, even 24 hours out, recording this on uh, on what's today Friday mid afternoon. Uh, so let's just get into the game breakdown here. Florida State is a nine point underdog. The over under is 58. Uh, Virginia been a better team than FSU has been uh, so far this year. They're four and four on the year, uh, ranked 47th in SP plus. Florida State ranks uh, 92nd. So Certainly not a uh, not not a not a great team uh, for the Knowles this year. So uh, a quarterback last week, I was pretty skeptical that FSU was going to have Jordan Travis due to the the finger or hand injury, whatever you want to call that. Uh, this week, it sounds like they're probably going to have him. Some wouldn't surprise me totally to see Wyatt Rector running some Wildcat. Obviously, uh, Tate Rodemaker playing quarterback as well. Offensive line issues uh, with without Devontae Love Taylor and Dante Lucas. Uh, probably going to have have some <clears throat> some struggles up front, unfortunately. Uh, and then let's just get into a little bit about how how UVA operates their defense. It's it's your pretty standard thirty four under Bronco Mendenhall. He's a pretty damn good defensive coach most years. This year is really no different. Uh, their their defense is I I think a little bit better than their offense, but the defense is not quite as good as as it was last year. And there there could be some opportunities uh, for the Seminoles here in this ballgame. Uh, some notable things here. Virginia is 37th in success rate allowed, so they are, you know, pretty damn good on on a down to down basis of of getting stops and getting teams into negative leverage situations. Uh, they are 18th in rushing success allowed, which is a huge benefit for the Cavs uh, against the Seminoles due to the fact that you know, FSU is obviously going to want to run the football uh, and their passing game right now with be it Travis or Rodemaker. It's just not where uh, it's just not an effective, competent passing attack at this point. Uh, UVA is actually somewhat exploitable through the air, uh, 67th in passing uh, success rate allowed. Uh, but ultimately, I would expect sort of a uh, choppy, unsuccessful offensive game for the Seminoles, given this this UVA defense's profile. Uh, now, on the other hand, UVA has had a weird number this year of explosive plays allowed. Uh, in fact. They are 121st in explosiveness allowed, 114th in marginal explosiveness, and 115th in explosive uh, play rate allowed. So, yes, UVA has played some some pretty good offenses, in, including uh, you know Clemson. I think they played NC State when NC State had Devin Leary. Uh, Miami you know, was pretty pretty explosive as we saw. North Carolina uh, quite explosive, uh, but you know at the same time. They've given up some big-time plays to to quite a number of teams. Uh, Wake Forest 
hit if you know hit some explosives on him and, and put up 40 points. So uh, if UVA doesn't come prepared for this game and doesn't come like focused, and they continue to have the communication issues that, that they've had and, and, and some of the, the big play issues that they had, uh, Florida State is, I, I don't want to say entirely capable, but at least somewhat capable of hitting some explosive plays uh, against Virginia. However, the, the difficult thing about this is if you look deeper, uh, UVA's explosiveness allowed is, is much worse for defensively um, through the air. And Florida State is one of the least explosive passing teams in the country right now. Uh, they're 114th in passing explosiveness. But FSU is actually 7th in rushing explosiveness. So that's the problem here is that FSU gets most of its explosive explosive plays via the run and, and not via the pass. And on the other hand, UVA does not allow quite as many uh, explosive runs as it does explosive passes. So that that's potentially problematic there. Um, I mean, look, this this is a, uh, in theory, a winnable game for the Seminoles. I just, I don't love the matchup here, um, but just because of, of those reasons. It, UVA seems like a team, based on me watching them a little bit and also looking at their stat profile, that you have to beat through the air. And I, I really don't see FSU being able to throw the, fall, th- throw the football uh, effectively, really at all. Okay, so let's go ahead and go to uh, the other side of the football. Uh, will Asante Samuel play? Uh, I, I guess we will see on that. There's some questions that we've been getting on, on Twitter and whatnot about, about whether he's going to play. I'm actually not sure on that at, at this point after lunch on Friday. Um, UVA so far this year has actually looked a lot like its own defense. So it's a team that has been very good on a down-to-down success rate basis, uh, but it is a team that has not been explosive really at all. It struggles to get the football down the field, uh, and it also struggles to pop big runs. However, FSU this year, like this is a defense that it allows successful plays on a down-to-down basis, but it's pretty good, relatively, of course, uh, at preventing like big explosive plays. And so if you're UVA, you're taking a look at this and you're saying, well, I mean, this is kind of right in our comfort zone. Like, Why would we get out of what we want to do? We're, we're pretty confident that, that we can do this and, uh, and, and just move the ball with our small and medium chunks uh, over and over again against this Florida State defense. And I don't really have a whole lot of reason to believe that they are incorrect in that assumption. Uh, it is worth noting that Virginia's offensive numbers are a little bit impacted by the fact that their quarterback, uh, Brennan Armstrong, missed a couple games and, and, and some quarters. He's a much better player than uh, than Lindell Stone, their backup is. Uh, Armstrong, 113 of 195 on the year. That's 58% uh, for 1571. So, you know, about, what, seven, seven and a half yards per attempt there. Uh, 15 to 8 touchdown, touchdown to interception ratio is not good. Uh, he's been basically equally effective against man and zone. Uh, he's also a, an excellent runner. Uh, 81 rushes for 479 yards on the year out of Armstrong. That's almost six yards per carry. So really getting some good production uh, on the ground from Armstrong. Virginia's main back is going to be Wayne uh, Talapapa. And he we saw him last year some for the Cavs. 366 yards on 82 rushes this year. It's 4.46. 
not, nothing special, but at the same time, um, you know, he doesn't seem to get stuffed in the backfield all that often. I think this UVA offensive line is uh, certainly an improved group from what it was last year, uh, and they're they're definitely doing much better. So that's something to you know to take a look at if you think how is Florida State going to get UVA too long down in distance because that that is a a situation in which UVA is not particularly good this year. Like they are not a good passing downs team uh, because they do run a lot of play action and you know, some RPO stuff, and if you don't have to respect the threat of the run, uh, then their offense is not nearly as good. Uh, however, Florida State uh, does not really get teams into long down and distance situations very often this year. And, and, and you know, unfortunately, when it does get get them into those situations, it's uh, it's not particularly good uh, in those situations. But you still want to force as many as you can, and FSU simply does not do uh, that many of those. Special teams-wise, I, I guess we'll see what happens here, who ends up handling the kicking and punting duties for the Knowles uh, will be pretty interesting on the day. Uh, so I guess we should just go ahead and get to a prediction. It's been a fairly short one. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk receivers, I guess we can real fast. Uh, UVA actually spreads the ball around to their guys quite a bit. So Terrell Jana and Billy Kemp combined 140 targets on the year, 84 catches for about 1,000. And just two touchdowns, which is kind of strange, but they they certainly get get the lion's share of the targets. Uh, Kemp is also a guy who can line up at running back for UVA. Tony Polian is their tight end, 48 targets, 30 catches. So again, working in the middle of the field there with the tight end is something that you'll see. This offense is not not that much different from uh, from what it was last year. And then I should also note this is kind of an interesting wrinkle that UVA plays around with. So they have a quarterback slash tight end slash receiver, Keaton Thompson. You may remember Thompson. He was on that last Dan Mullen team at Mississippi State that uh, that had a good bowl game. I think it was against Louisville uh, when their starter went out in the Egg Bowl again at Mississippi State. Well, he's since transferred to UVA, and they now use him in a variety of ways. They throw him the ball. They'll hand him the ball on some reverses and whatnot. And, of course, uh, he can always – It'd be a threat to pull up and, and throw. I mean, he's not a great quarterback throwing-wise, but for a receiver, he's a damn good thrower uh, or tight end or what have you. So they like to get him involved. I think he was hurt earlier in the year, and, and if you look at his recent usage, it's certainly come on quite a bit there. So, yeah, got to look out for, for Keaton Thompson. Um, I guess we should go predictions here at this point. I will say uh, Virginia... 34 FSU. Let's go. Let's go 20. Uh, just I, I I don't see how FSU consistently moves the ball on UVA's defense. Um, I if UVA wants to keep giving up all these big plays, certainly there's a chance. But overall, I, I have a hard time seeing FSU move the football uh, well enough here, or its own defense getting stops often enough uh, to to get get UVA off the field. We'll join you again for the Instant Reaction Podcast afterwards. This is your Nolcast kind of quickie preview. And, man, I hope we get back to some regular football-type weeks next year where we can actually do a deep-dive preview that feels like it's actually going to matter because you know the game is going to get played. All right, y'all. Be well.